You're tuned in to the ETPU Sportsnet, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. And hey, everyone, this is Kenneth the K-Rock Klein here for another special edition of the ETPU Sportsnet. And folks, it's been a great summer, as we all know. It has come down to the wire here as we are getting set for another year as well. But before we get ready for next year, we have to close a chapter of the past season with our final unveiling of our top 10 individual moments. And folks, we've had a lot of great moments for this past season, from basketball to baseball, softball, and all these other incredible sports, even a couple of football players as well. But folks, this year, our top recipient for this past season goes to two men on the ETBU bass fishing team. We are here with Cannon Bird at the bottom of your screen and Jacob Keith to my left on the screen. These two men, they both won a tournament this past season at the Abu Garcia College Fishing presented by Yeti Open on Lake Chickamauga. That was an incredible tournament. It not only got them a brand new boat, but it also guaranteed them a spot on the in the 2022 national championships and we're going to be talking about these two and just uh, about the tournament in just a moment but first and foremost guys just kind of give us up to speed about what's been going on lately with y'all uh, so any one of y'all want to jump in first go ahead Cannon. well uh here lately all i've been doing is you know uh, fishing some smaller tournaments around here and working for the most part uh, as a lot of people know i'm a tackle shop here in marshall so i'm always involved in fishing so I stay pretty caught up. Yeah, and for me, you know, as you can see, I'm still working right now. Uh, Still got about two hours left today. Uh, I try to stay up and fish all I can, you know, but just work gets in the way sometimes. Me and Cannon talk probably two or three times a week about fishing and upcoming tournaments and kind of how we plan to attack the lake. But, you know, we got to get work done first. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's in your blood, to say the least, talking about fishing and all that. And, you know, it's kind of crazy because obviously, you know, of all the teams here in ETBU, the bass fishing team seems to be the one that gets at least attention from nationally recognition. Because, you know, recently you had a couple of your teammates win the Car Master Bass Championship and all. And then it just seems like with every tournament, hey, guess what? Somebody qualifies for the national championships as well. Does it just kind of feel that sort of way? Or is it just like you're going out, you know, you're trying to do all you can to compete and try to make the most of it for your team? Uh, I know for me, recognition is nice, but bass fishing is a growing sport. And I think every year we receive a little bit more attention than the last. Um, And me and Jacob had the opportunity to do something that kind of turned a lot of heads. And that's when a boat and that's something you can't look over. And so I'm hoping it'll draw more attention to the sport and more funds and maybe more people will want to do it. Yeah, I definitely believe it's drawing more kids to the school and stuff. You know, everywhere me and Cannon go, when we pull up to the ramp, I mean, the first thing people notice is that we want a boat. They recognize our names and everything like that. Right, absolutely. You know, you know the thing with bass fishing, I feel like one of the things that people might not understand is because it's one of those things that anybody can do. You can just go out there you know, go on a lake and just fish and all that. And, you know, it's just like one of those leisurely activities that anyone could do. But in y'all's case, there's a lot of competition that's involved. So just kind of talk about the competition aspect of it, the mindset, what it is that makes bass fishing a growing sport in contrast to other sports, like say maybe basketball, football, just kind of talk about the mindset from a bass fisherman's perspective for those that might not have a clear understanding of it. Uh, Jacob, you want to go? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people will tell you it's all luck and everything. And I mean, we've had guys poke fun at us and talk about how, you know, anybody can do that and you're, you got to be lucky. And yeah, it is a lot of luck. It's probably 95% luck, but there's a lot of skill that goes into it too. As far as, you know, knowing what to use and what, uh, what conditions and what kind of rods to use for this certain bait, um, you know, if you don't have the right setups and stuff, then you've got to you risk of, take a risk of losing a big fish. You know, <clears throat> uh, for me personally, I, I want to take out all the luck I can get. I want to eliminate as much luck as possible and make it as scientific as I can. Because uh, if you're relying on luck, you never know what's going to happen. But if I can take that out uh, by whether that be time on the water, uh, learning more information about fish learn how to use my electronics to find fish. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of it. And what you were talking about with worth it, work ethic is uh, I think fishing is a sport where a hundred percent, the people who work the hardest will shine and you, you can't be a good fisherman unless you go out on the water. It's, it's not like other sports where people are just born with God given athleticism. There are some guys that are born better at fishing because of their background, but for the most part, it's all time on the water and who puts in the most work and it shines through at the end of the day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is a great answer. Cannon, obviously just because, you know, we're seeing a lot of people go out and bass fish and everything. Cause with all the competitions as well. So like what did, makes you kind of more nervous, like around bass fishing, knowing that the fish you have might, you know, might not meet the requirements to maybe win or get you a good placing or, you know, not being able to hit the spot where there might be the best catch of the day. Go ahead, Candace. For me, it's it's not more so the nervousness about my spots because, you know, by the end of practice, I, I usually have an idea of what the possibilities are. Uh, for me, it's more so, like you said, uh, hitting a spot, it's timing a lot of times. Um, but the main thing can be is, is anybody on that spot when you decide you want to go to it? And Chick was just one of those tournaments where it happened that we picked a pattern that nobody else was really uh, keying in on and, all that, all everything lined up like it has to. There's no one on our spot. We were able to hit our spots in a timely manner, and we were able to uh, take advantage of the bikes we got. So, yeah, kind of, you know, going off what Cannon said, it was, it was kind of, you know, we we didn't understand that it was our time, but God said it was our time on day two because after we finished the tournament and we won and all, we started looking back and said, you know, there was nobody even close to any of the stuff we were trying to fish and. It just happened to be that way. You know, everywhere we went, there was nobody there. And usually every tournament we go to, somebody's on our spots. Um, the first day, we kind of thought we shot ourselves in the foot because we left our fish a little bit early to try to head back up the lake just because we were trying to play it safe. And in reality, we should have stayed down there where the fish were and fished a lot longer, and we would have come up with an even better sack and probably had a higher weight from the end of the tournament. Right. No, I mean, I, I get, you know, knowing, looking at your recap, the first day you kind of got off to a bit of a slow start and obviously you were in fifth place at the time, but then for whatever reason, you know, y'all managed to put up a better show in the second day and you were just barely able to beat your opponent by three ounces as well. Like, I mean, just kind of talk me through the whole, like when you're listening to the announcements, like when you're going up to weigh the fish, what goes through your mind as they are just about to say, all right, the fish weighs this amount and all. What, what's going through your mind? And, you know, just kind of give me a breakdown. 
Well, if I'm being real honest with you, uh, <laughs> on day two of the tournament of Chick, me and Jacob was just weighing our fish in. Uh, some some guys the day before had a, a really big bag, and we were just weighing in, thinking we qualified, you know, whatever. And uh, some of the fish we had turned out to be bigger than what we, we thought. Jacob had a fish that we thought was around six to seven pounds. It was might have been a nine-pounder. So uh, sometimes you get surprised. For us that time, it was a huge surprise because – we had no idea that we were in contention to win it, even after we weighed our fish. Down to the last bag weighed in, we thought we were still waiting on this guy to come knock us out of our spot. But it turns out they weighed in, and we were three ounces ahead of them. So, Yeah, you know, going in to the last day, we went up and weighed in, and kind of like Hannah said, we just thought we had qualified, and we kept asking around all of our teammates if, you know, had so-and-so weighed in as he weighed in said, oh, no, they've weighed in. And we kind of, you know, dropped our jaws and looked at each other and said, we might win this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine, like, you know, you you fish, you go out there, you get a great load, but is it really enough? Because it might be decided by an inch or, in your case, three ounces. So that was a huge, obviously a big, um, big difference there. But, you know, it's crazy. Like we know that bass fishing has put together some incredible results over the years, but it feels like this past season in the midst of a COVID uh, year, I might add, uh, you guys were able to put up strong finishes four top 10 finishes this past season. And then also you were given the 2020 tackle warehouse school of the year award as well. So like, I mean, obviously bass fishing, it, it's one of those sports, like you can manage to you kind of managed to survive the COVID situation and everything, but just kind of talk about this past season as a whole, and then also picking up that award along the way. Jacob, you want me to go or you? Go ahead. Uh, for me, you know, I was real proud of how the team did. We changed a lot of dynamics, you know, coming into the year. We, a lot of guys uh, on the team agreed to, to lose the me mentality that comes with bass fishing a lot of time. I mean, that's the point of bass fishing is for me to win. It's not for a team. And in the college atmosphere, you have to kind of change the whole way you look at the sport as far as points goes and school of the year. So we all came in in a team aspect and really worked together really well. Um, one great showing of that was um, when we all qualified, uh, I think it was last season at Kentucky Lake. We had, after Kentucky Lake, we had every team that had fished a tournament that year had qualified for the, the national championship. And all that is due to communication and working together. And that was kind of a warm-up. And then leading into this year, you know, we did the same thing, and it, it showed. I mean, all of our finishes were very good. There was multiple guys in the top, and uh, everybody just felt more in sync, I think. Yeah, you know, after – you know, whenever – every year when we start the tournaments, everyone's always kind of got, you know, the butterflies, the free game jitters. And when we hit that first tournament, everybody's just stressing, hoping they qualify there because they know if they don't, you know, they've only got like three, yeah, three more chances to qualify for that. And, you know, with every tournament, the hourglass is falling down. And, you know, after we hit um, me and Cannon, when we hit um, Fort Gibson, you know, we didn't qualify. We had a pretty much terrible showing there. And then uh, I think after that one was Kentucky Lake we went to. And it seems like that tournament, nobody was even on any fish and, hit the first morning of the tournament, and one of our guys, uh, Cody Ross, he actually called us and said, hey, we got onto a little something. Y'all might need to pick up a swim jig and go to fishing it. And I think me and Cannon started fishing it, and we didn't go 100 yards, and we doubled up on three-pounders. And 
that really kind of sparked us. And then the rest of the day, we just put our heads down and just kept casting and casting. We only came up with four fish. We were one shy of a limit. But, you know, at the second, at the, that tournament, it happened to be a tough day. So no one had really done much. And we were still in it after day one. And come day two, we only needed, shoot, like, we didn't need much. Like six pounds would have qualified us. And I think we had just six pounds. And uh, we were the last person to qualify. (laughs) Yeah, we were like the last person to qualify. But hey, in that situation, a qualification is qualification. And we knew we were in. And after that, it just kind of, everybody just kind of meshed together. And we all started kind of fishing as a team. And we saw what it can get us. And everybody fishes with a lot of press off their shoulders after you qualify. Yeah. You know, obviously, great, great concept there. Great uh, explanations about that as well. But then also, the fact that the program, you know, you continue to have your travel destinations. I know there was one year that you ended up going to Washington, D.C. and got the opportunity to fish in the Potomac River as well. For, for those that might have an interest in maybe like coming in and being a part of a bass fishing team, care to explain like what they would get to experience being a part of this ETBU uh, bass fishing team? Uh, Jacob, if you don't mind going first. Yeah. Um... You know, it's, it really is something that I would recommend anybody that fishes in high school to do. Uh, you know, coming in, I, when I graduated high school, I knew for a fact I was going to fish in college. I just didn't know where. And, like, I think it was two weeks before high school graduation, Dr. Blackburn contacted me and asked me would I like to be on the ETBU team. And I told him, yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> I was I was tickled, you know. And anyways, it's just – it's been a, a really fun experience. And I hate that I'm going to be gone after next June, but hey, you know, I've enjoyed my time here. It's time to give it up, grow up, and go to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what you're saying about the expectations of, you know, you're going to get a lot of good opportunities. They're going to have to be earned. Um, as you can see, there's a lot of great guys on the team that are uh, going to fish in front of you freshman year. That's just how it is. But when you get your spot, you're going to get a lot of good opportunities to travel. Um, I've seen lakes that I never imagined getting to go see until I graduated and hopefully go on to fish professionally, but it gives you great opportunities. And if you're looking to fish the next level, there's no better way to get prepared. I mean, you're seeing the same lakes the pros are competing against guys that have the same goal. And uh, honestly, it's just, it's a once in a life opportunity. And if, if you didn't take it um, or if I didn't take it, I probably wouldn't be where I was at. So. Absolutely. Indeed. All right, boys. Well, congratulations once again for being the number one recipients of this year's top 10 moments, individual moments of the ETBU 2020-21 season. Thank you. All right. All right. That is Cannon Bird and Jacob Keith. I'm Kenneth the K-Rock Klein. We hope you enjoyed our top 10 list for this season, and we cannot wait to be back for another great year of ETBU Athletics. Stay tuned for more content on the ETBU Sportsnet. This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.